to his house smoking weed. I'm like, yo, you watch the video. I'm like, lit. Watch it. I'm fucking weak. That's lit. Okay, fuck it. Fuck with people. I See, care. and I can go forward to That's lit. Is that how it is on the phone or um, how much you want to bet? I right actually, here? I, um, I do like. Or um, how much you want to bet? I right actually, here? I, um, I do like. It is. It's um I just repurpose apps for different things. Like this one is uh for broadcasting, <laughs> but it records for like I mean hours and hours and hours, so I use it to make sure that everybody when we're on trips, you know, everything's recorded so for safety if there are any accidents or anything else i mean a lot of drivers have cameras like all oh, over yeah. their car they're sticking on the mirror on the windshield though yeah well i have this one this is the dash cam for mostly out there that's lit that's what's like there every, every day that's what the drivers make that tv show you know people watch it i mean i would obviously but you could put it on your own like network if you live. Obviously. But you could put it on your own like network if you live. Yeah, I only keep the videos though for like after I'm done, I just delete them because there's no reason to keep it unless people are signed like um, unless there's an issue. No, unless there's an issue because you can technically because a car, according to the First Amendment, right? You can technically record in your car because it's your private space, and you can record in public anything that the eye can see. So even if you were standing outside the White House and anything you can see from the White House and anything you can see from public public property, you can record. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, some people have a preference of not being recorded, but people's preference doesn't really matter according to the law. If you, if you want to be nice, you can, but that's why I delete everything when I'm done because people don't need to, to see it really. Right. Unless we have some kind of really cool lit conversation about something. Then... <laughs> This is Portsmouth, right? Yeah. This is kind of like the opening part. This is Portsmouth, right? Yeah. This is kind of like the opening part. Okay, part. Well, I didn't really know Portsmouth existed for a while, but I have a friend who lives here. Where are you from? I lived in China for five years, before that California, before that Florida, and I was born in New York. In my, in there. Okay, I did the New York part, because yes, that's where I'm from. But you said China? I lived there for five years, yeah. You can speak it? I said, I said, I'm in New York. In my, in there. Okay, I did the New York part, because yes, that's where 
where I'm from. But you said China? I lived there for five years, yeah. You can speak it? I said, I can speak which is Chinese. And I said, can you speak Chinese? It's like a question mark. It's like a question Yeah, there's a couple different dialects in China. So, I mean, every every city has, you know, just like how in the United States, people have different accents and English all over the world. So you've got got some people down south that have a certain accent. Something like that, yeah. And then, you know, people from, from Boston, they got to, you know, they it's talk heavy. about the car. It's heavy on the cream, yeah. And then, you know, Australians and then it's talk heavy. about the car. It's heavy on the cream, yeah. And then, you know, Australians and then whatever. Um, and so the same thing in China, but then there's like slightly different things with the sounds of the words, whatever. Um, and so the same thing in China, but then there's like slightly different things with the sounds of the words. And then there's a language called the devil's language called, which is Jujihua, which nobody speaks except for the people in that area. So... In the devil's area? It's called the devil's language. It's oh. called. It's because nobody can understand it. Like, can understand it. Like, one of the words that I know of is closer to Spanish than it is to most Chinese. Like, for example, in, in Mandarin, uh, Nai Nai is like grandma. Nai Nai, yeah. And then, but but in 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 Wanjohua, it's Abu. Abu. And Abu is more like Abuela in Spanish. Abuelita. Yeah. Abuela. Ooh. So it's like, you know, they got some very interesting ways of saying things. So there it's mixes, basically, of... Yeah, I don't know. It's just very... All the languages are mixed somewhat in a very way. Very interesting. Yeah. Scottish. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different... Is, I don't know. Is that a trash can? That's not a trash can, right? Yes, it is. You're going to throw that in the trash can. Yeah, it's a waterproof trash can. So He's like, but he's like, yeah, I'm going to solve this shit. You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over here and turn around real quick. He's probably still be there. Because I'm like, if you go back and go grab him. I mean, I did text him, but, um, scam. Did you? Did you, you come right me, out? You told me about that. But I mean, you don't listen all the time, obviously. So did you like it or not? You're not sure? You should say. That's what I'm saying. I did just see the bus, though. 
we did just live in the city. That's what I'm saying. You gotta let me know stuff, babe. Like, it's not just, we gotta work together. So I'm like, most time, I'm like, yo. It's like, why? We'll figure it out. We're gonna find it out today. He's not here. Right here. Which one? Left or right? It's right here. Thank you. You're welcome. Y'all have a great day. You too. Or a great evening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right here. Which one? Left or right? It's right here. Thank you. You're welcome. Y'all have a great day. You too. Or a great evening. Oh, yeah. Y'all say please. Come on. Come on. All right. Now. All right, what say you that I mix it up and do some, um, I mean, I just, I'm still online for Uber rides, but there's no rides coming in. So maybe I should go switch and do um, DoorDash, which I haven't done for a long time. How about that? Delivering food. Hmm. That would be interesting. <laughs> oh, somebody's in here. What's up? Yeah, that would be interesting if I do uh, some DoorDash rides here. Because, you know, the um, the road looks nice. Let me see. I'm going to flip the camera. It's nice driving around here. I'm in Portsmouth. Um, and uh, I just dropped off some folks. And, yeah, there's no, no Uber rides coming in right now. I mean, sometimes that happens for a few minutes. Um, it says I'm in a, you're online. It's giving me a message that says you're in a busy area, but hmm, maybe it's time for a break from that. So let's see. All right. All right. So DoorDash it is. Let me, uh, <clears throat> well, I do have to, I would like to send Oh, there we go. There's an Uber ride. Confirming if you're the best match. Okay, well, let's go. Let's see where it's going to keep me on my current trajectory. 
picking up Jacob. Dude, what the f hell is this? Dude, these people cannot drive. I'm over here drinking uh, C4. about these folks I'm going to pick up here, but let's see, nope. let's go for Adderall again, let's slip not, the road is beautiful, I'm gonna, I like watching, oh, <sighs> This is definitely pretty chill. All right, what about uh, the lovely, the wonderful Marlene?
should be uh, an interesting ride. Well, it's going to take me 13 minutes to get to this rider. It's at 7.7 miles away. No. 
Put your hands into the water, let your ghost again dry. Yeah. 
Nobody to cover the door tonight at Central 111. So I think after this, I might have to go there to work. I want to know how I'm tired. 
There's a place called Warehouse Books Inc.com.
Diga. Yes, sir. It took so long. Oh, no worries. Dropping somebody off in my head. Yeah. So what, what part of town are we in now? We're in uh, Norfolk, like Ingleside. Okay. Yeah, we're probably like five or six minutes from downtown Norfolk. Okay. I'm still just getting used to all of the Hampton Roads areas. Oh yeah, it's a little it's a little confusing at first, but once you kind of know where. I mean, I'm pretty I'm starting to get pretty familiar with with Portsmouth just because I do a lot of rides there, and somebody was telling me that there's not a whole lot of Uber available there for some reason. Yeah, Portsmouth is a uh, Portsmouth is it's a it's a decent, but usually down at uh, Virginia Beach. I used to drive, so Virginia Beach is like where where it's popping most of the time. I live there. I live in Redmond. Oh, okay. So you know. Down at the oceanfront. Plus, I mean, what is it, May? Like, I get more more and, like, further rides, like, more consistently in Portsmouth because because it's not available as much. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if there's not very many Ubers down there, then you're just I'm pretty much back to back. The, the longest in between time I had was before you. It was like uh, maybe three minutes. Oh, so you're gone. But usually it's just like by the time before I'm even done dropping you off, I might get another one. Just like ding before I even drop you off. So. That's perfect. So I'm pretty much just constantly driving until I want to go offline. Then you get those consecutive, <laughs> consecutive trip moments. Yeah, I, I just like driving. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's relaxing. Especially around here, it's really. I mean, if you go later in the day, it's not. It's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, I just start whenever I wake up. And that's the way to do it. That's part of the perks, right? Yeah. Your own schedule. And I, I, I work till two o'clock in the morning at a security job at a, a very lively club in Virginia Beach called Central One Eleven. And the Central. Yeah. So. I um I get off at two, then I get to meet, put some gas in the car, and I start going until I can't anymore. And I wake up and start doing it again. That's the grind right there. Yeah. I'm supposed to be there at nine o'clock tonight. I tried to call in to see if they can get somebody, so I think I might have to, when I'm done with you, go over there at some point in time. Oh man. What do they? Do they close at two on the weekdays? They they open every day, and yes, they close at two every day. Every day. Wow. Seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days a year. That is no joke. Is it usually pretty packed? Um, not on the the weekdays like this. That's why I want the. Um, I was I worked um seven days a week for four months straight, um, and you know it was just I was hustling at first. I wanted to get the money, but. Now it's just become a little bit tedious um, being, uh, you know, that four days out of the week are relatively slow. So I started taking Wednesdays off a month ago, and I wanted to start taking Tuesdays off starting tonight, but I 
I didn't, uh, I kind of thought I didn't get in touch with the owner until like a few hours ago. So he hasn't gotten anybody. So, but next week will be my, I'll have two days in a row off from that. That's good. So you'll be back to like a normal schedule. Yeah. Yeah, but, it was, but it was good while it lasted. I, 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 the money was good, but now I've got it figured out. And I'm, now I got a car and I'm driving or so. Yeah, the, 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 it definitely takes a toll on you working that much. Yeah, even though it wasn't like physically taxing or psychologically, it was just that there's nothing to do. And like, it's kind of disruptive because I would be podcasting or reading a book or doing something, but the fact that I have to keep getting up every time some straggler comes in, I have to check their ID and I, and they're not a regular. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just, it's not the best. It thing. gets, it gets old pretty quick. Like, yeah. Like anything would. It, if it was, if it was different, if it was like one of those security jobs where I was just watching an empty building overnight, it would be completely different. Yeah. Because I could read, I can do other stuff and maybe look at the screen every once in a while. But this one, I have to constantly get up and look and watch. And it's a bar, and like, you know, every once in a while, some wild person comes in there. So it's yeah. just like. Yeah, that's tedious, was a good way to put it. Yeah, it just gets pretty. Yeah, I did, I did security for a singular shift at <laughs> bodies down on the ocean front. Yeah. And, uh, that was enough for me. They also they, they told me to come in for they wanted to cut my hours in half and have me come in on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, huh. like ten o'clock till two a.m. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do that. I can I can be doing much better things. I lucked out. The time, so. I lucked out with uh, Central because uh, I mean he pays me really well more than average because even other people tried to recruit me from there they're like how much do you get and they were like oh never mind <laughs> um so he pays me really well and and uh he let me basically just when i said when when the other guy stopped showing up i said hey i'll take over these ships indefinitely he's like you sure you want to do that he's like you can burn out I'm like i'll do it he's like well i've got the record but i beat his record 120 days straight no breaks that's it <laughs> that's it I can imagine. I think I, I did that when I was younger, when I worked my security job. Yeah. I wasn't at a bar. It was one of those. I worked at an empty apartment complex, mm. so I hardly considered it work. Right. I mean, I still don't really consider it work either. I mean, I, the thing is that everything I do, I wouldn't be doing unless I liked it. So, like, I like driving, and um, I like being there because I don't go out to bars myself. So even when I was, you know, 25 years ago, started being drinking age, <clears throat> I still would go with my friends and I'd be the one people watching, or I'd be the designated driver. So I just am like that fly on the wall that just likes to watch people and hang out. That's a good job for you then. Yeah. And, um, you know, I do that. I'm a trainer. I teach uh, kickboxing and, uh, and I drive do podcasting. I just basically fill in time with doing whatever I want. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you're just filling up all the time. <laughs> yeah. See, look at that, right? I haven't dropped you off yet, and I got another one. Right across the street. So after that, I guess I'm going to... So I can click this right here. Or you know how it works, right? And then you stop. Stop yeah. accepting rides. Yeah. So yeah. stop accepting the request. 
it's a that's a tough button to press sometimes when you're cooking. You don't really want to stop. I like it. I mean, it's a lot of people. I don't know. Maybe I guess you know, just like anything else, it's not for everybody. Because else everybody be doing it? Because a lot of people have cars. So many people have cars, but but people are like they get really weird about their their cars. They don't want people in their car yeah. and all this and that. But you know, I have the Robert Kiyosaki mindset. Like my car, the car is is an actual asset. I'm I make more money driving than I do for than I pay for gas, insurance, and the payment combined. So. It's an asset, so it's making me money. Where most people, you know, are spending money on their car and it's depreciating in value. I mean, yeah, that's you might as well. I mean, if if you have free time, you make money on top of it. And I'd be fine, like just working at the bar, but I need to do it more stuff. I'm a terribly unclean person, so it forced me to it forced me to have my car clean at all times. Right, which is really nice. Well, do you mean unclean or just or just cluttered and messy? Oh, cluttered. I yeah. mean, just stuff. I just throw stuff in the bag yeah. and stuff. But all right, so we're just going here. Yeah, just drop it here. It's perfect. Awesome. Right, hold Thank on. You know, let me let me spin around. Oh, yeah. These guys behind me, man, so they don't get all, yeah. all frustrated. I'll just pull up to that entrance right there. Well, you have a great evening, sir. Will do. Thank you very much. Get safe to your job. Thank you, sir. I think I dropped my headphones. Oh, here we go. Oh, you know what? I didn't. I left them on the charger. All okay. good. Thank you. All right. Now we're going to pick up. Rashard. Rashard. Jacob see you this is right across the street before I did I'm driving.
gotta call my mom. God, going fucking less than a mile seems like it's taking fucking forever. Good evening, sir. Ready to go?
loaded with the stick, yeah. And the stick fully loaded with the nigga trip, yeah. We fully loaded in this bitch, yeah. We fully loaded in this bitch, yeah. We fully loaded in this bitch,
further to the right of the lighthouse here. So, the door with the lights right open. Okay.
That guy in front of me just almost hit that wall. <laughs> the dude just almost hit the wall just now. That's 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 pretty nuts. All right.
Uh. Hey you, what's up? Yeah, I should be at uh, Central 111 right now. Um, but, uh, you know, I asked Billy if I could uh, take the night off. Couldn't find anybody to cover for me, so I just got caught up driving. And uh, this may be my last one. I'm going to go back over to Central in a little bit, check in with them. And I'm going to hit the road again, and I'm going to go back and check in with them. I just, I'm, I'm addicted to driving and and uh, like um, like Tony called it yesterday, penny from, from heaven. So I'm just uh, uh, eat healthy. Oh, yeah, you know, we, we, we gonna talk about that. I eat healthy most of the time. My diet is very, very simple, and it's uh, my my diet very, very simple, and I mostly just eat some kind of whole meat and basically trail mix. So you could say I eat chicken and trail mix, and I drink water, coffee, or other caffeinated ener energy drinks with nutrients or whatnot, and. Um, Every once in a while, I need electrolyte replacements because I sweat a lot when I when I train, and so I need to replace my fluids. But when so when I got back to the United States because I was um, a sad, pathetic piece of shit, I um, was you know feeling pretty bad for myself, and I. All I did when I was in China the last couple months was just drink and eat and order food and just eat. I mean, I did walk a good deal, and it was like the start of me getting back fit again, but I fell off again. And so when I when I got back to the United States, at five foot ten, I was, uh, you know, 221 pounds, which for me is really fat. Um, and... Even though when I started being working as a, a personal trainer at One Life Fitness, I had already, um, you know, quit drinking and then started uh, uh, exercise. Like I was hitting the bag, the the heavy bag, and doing my capoeira. And I had my own routine where I would do five five minute rounds on the bag. And so uh, I was in pretty good good. Uh, I had really great conditioning. So I would warm up for about five to 10 minutes with some really light capoeira movements. Then I would hit the bag for five, five minute rounds with one minute rest in between each round because that's the, um, the time limit that they use for professional championship MMA fights. So I just wanted to work up to that just as a, as a goal to have to set a standard for how I'm going to train my conditioning. And then um, and then I would do some kind of cool down or I would go lift weights. Um, that wasn't a good turn. Or I would go lift weights. And
Straight up, not good. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I'd stretch and do yoga and other stuff throughout the day. But the but what was very interesting about all of that is that none of the fitness stuff, none of the um, none of the actual um, the exercise was doing anything really, except. I had really good cardio and I was, and I'm really strong, but that, but as far as my body composition went, I was still flabby and fat and 221 pounds. And the, and, and even when I started riding my bicycle 20 miles to Chicks Beach to do a security job, I was still fat and flabby. Even for the first two months I was doing it, like hustling, I, I was riding hard 20 miles right? Nothing. Then when I changed my diet back to what I was eating, um, when I was my most fit, which was basically just, uh, whole, whole meat, right? And, uh, and fruit and nuts. So basically trail mix. That's what I was eating mix and chicken and I was super healthy that's what did it for me okay what's going on here so trail mix and like I know it sounds like boring right like um, like torture but actually the trail mix that I I've been eating is from a a, a, a food a sort of, uh, food producer called uh, Power Up, and I mostly consume the Mega Omega uh, package, and it tastes good. It tastes great. It has just enough sugar, but what's mostly good for me was all the good fats and all the different kind of nuts that they have inside there, and. Um, it's just been so, and it has basically everything your body needs for the most part. So you got fruits, dried fruit with the, the vitamins and minerals there, the vitamins, minerals, and fats, um, in the nuts. And of course the sugar in the fruits. So I had my carbs, I had fats, there's some protein of course in the fruit and well, very little in the fruit, but uh, of course in the nuts and combine that with just eating chicken and every once in a while beef. Um, I got, I got shredded fast. I actually dropped 30 pounds. So I went from 221 to 190, like pretty quickly. And now I hover between 185 and 190. So the other day I weighed myself though, and I was 195 and that freaked me out only because I noticed it in my body because I was experimenting with different food. I was eating, um, pretty much convenience food from from Wawa which was uh, their their wraps, their pre-made wraps that they have in the little cooler section there and um, drinking like energy drinks like uh, what do you call it um, C4s and, uh, and Celsius but I think 
My body, I mean, I'm not lactose intolerant, but my body doesn't like cheese. Um, my, my taste buds like it, but I noticed that uh, I do a lot better if I just eat differently. So, matter of fact, I mean, I stay with, uh, I, ha I ate a bunch of chicken earlier, and I, 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 for real, just stay with packages of this trail mix. Like, like I have some in a, um, in a container. So this is it, the Mega Omega from Power Up. That's what I eat. And, and I have a stainless steel food container that has previously opened packages of it that I keep with me. So I'm like real serious and hardcore about my, uh, the specific foods that I eat because they just work for me. What is going on up here? What is that? Don't worry, folks. This is not going to collapse on you. Everybody keep right that sign says. You know, that would really suck. It would just be my luck. Like that I would get crushed to death inside of a tunnel. <laughs> and it would be like a slow torturous death. It wouldn't like fucking pocket where there's like a, there's like just enough oxygen and like little critters and shit would be chewing me up and I would just die slowly by being eaten to death like from and like my Yes, you missed the conversation earlier with Andrea Raquel on wisdom about my lucid dreaming and how I imagine myself in all of the worst kinds of torture and pain and death and how that doesn't eliminate fear, but it eliminates panic. All right, here we go. Oh, nine forty. Well, the other night I didn't get to uh, Central to like 10 something. I didn't even bat an eye. I think that was last night. And I didn't even, I didn't even notice. Rico's there tonight as a DJ. He's the DJ that does the Latin nights. He's there every Tuesday. Marlene, we can eat healthy together. So we can encourage each other. It's going to be good stuff. I'm good at being disciplined with my uh, food. So... 
I will definitely be on top of that with you. Oh, no, Juvaldo, I'm picking up in just a minute. Wow. I have, uh, I don't know how, how long I've been on driving, because I did take some breaks, but very briefly. But I've been driving the whole time since I started, which is really great. I get to start and stop whenever. Uh, you know, that's the that's the wonderful feature about, uh, about the Uber. Und Winnabauer. Und Winnabauer. Winnabauer is a pig farmer. And Schneider is a tailor in German, I think. Hey, I, I learned I learned more German from the movie uh, X Men First Class than I did anywhere else. Okay, so I'm almost there to pick up Uvaldo. I'm on High Street. These places are starting to become familiar to me. I'm driving somewhere. I'll send you a, a photo, Marlene. Don't don't laugh. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of fat right now. I'm gonna send it to you. So let me send her that pic. But you know what I need to do? I need to I need to pee.
Ubaldo, vamos, vamos. Bro, get in the car. No, no problem, no problem. No problem, está bien. Está bien. Usted es de Puerto Rico, de Venezuela, de de dónde, no sé dónde, dónde usted. Yo. Sí. Yo, 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 yo soy, soy americano, soy de Nueva York. Este... ¿Y tú a dónde eres tú? Yo soy mexicano. ¿Mexicano? Oh. Disculpe, mi, mi novia es mexicano. ¿Ah? ¿Su nombre es mexicano? ¿Mexicano? Sí. Puta madre. Su <risa> puta madre. Está, está, está bien. 
No problem. Shit. Huh? And then I'm gonna be shark shit. No. No, bro. 
We are shit. I mean, Plus, uh, one of my favorite bands, Slipknot, has a song that says that's called "People Equal Shit." So yeah, some people would, would agree with that. Thank you, bro. that shit. You gotta hear it. It's a cool song. So he says, "People equal shit." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People equal shit. <laughs> I put these uh, earphones and my uh, nothing. I don't want. It's in the car on the floor. No. Oh, you you have it. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. If you you know if you need to look for it, we're gonna stop soon. We're almost uh, to your stop. Yeah. I wanna. You're going home now, right? You're going to another party? You're going home. Okay, good. I'm going home. Good, 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 very good. Did you did you have fun tonight? At the bar? Hey. What's the name of that bar? What? What, what was the name of that bar you were just in? I don't remember. Fair enough. Hey. Yes, sir. And, uh, I, uh, you okay? Yeah. All right. Yes, sir.
Thank you, man. You're welcome. No problem. Thank you. It's nothing. For I love you. I like driving, and I'm glad that I can get you home safe, so you don't have to drive when you want to go out and have some fun. No, it's I good. You do. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes. My my whole life is. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, this kind of thing. I. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I mean, thank you, bro. Thank you for. You don't for your country. You don't for your uh your family. No? Family is important. Very uh, you can you you on un- I think it's the thing that you you um you ask uh, you are over there because if if not that's why you you. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. You're okay. No problem. Mexico is the same thing. Yeah. Mexico. Mexico. Mexico is the same thing. Mexico. Gunders, the same fucking shit over there. The same stuff over there. And, and then nobody could. Somebody could have. Did you ask or I don't know, man? We're gonna die. We're gonna die. <clears throat> Eventually, we all are. Yeah. And the same shit then you do, bro. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. I'm okay. I'm and sorry. It's alright. We're gonna die, man. We're gonna die for. We we love we motherfucking country man. We can't this motherfucking country. Love with motherfucking country man. What the fuck thing? I'm so sorry man. Well, sorry. Well, it's okay. One moment at a time. Yes, this fucking, this fucking ridiculous. And this motherfucker, they, they, they dying. They killing, killing people, killing everybody, man. Well, I know. It don't make sense. It don't make any sense. It's uh, very difficult to think. No, about. man. No, no, man. Fuck, fuck, fuck that, man. Come on. It is. Come in. Come in in this motherfucking war, man. Come in in this motherfucking war. It's a crazy place. 
Yes, uh, uh, aquí. ¿Y es okay? Yeah, aquí, aquí. Aquí. No. Aquí es, uh, here. Here. thrive on this like it's probably better that I don't go work at Central um, you know uh, six days a week I need these two days to like to earn more money with Uber and also just to not be there because it's I mean it's so tedious the time passes by so quickly for me with, uh, with Uber to recover my APAC, uh, um, Marlene. I'm sending you a picture right now. <laughs> I'm ashamed. All right, it's 10.04, you're probably sleeping. As the day gets later, I wake up more? Like, what's that all about?
I feel my heart like there's so much there's this loving feeling <laughs> oh my god that feels so interesting this is such an interesting thing to be feeling again myself it's very very It's like that song, uh, Like a Stone, where the second verse goes, uh, so, so, the, so the, the chorus says, In your house, I long to be, by patiently, I'll wait for you there, like a stone. I'll wait for you there. Oh. Right in that second verse. And on my deathbed, I will pray to the gods and the angels like a pagan to anyone who will take me to heaven. Right, so he says, and then he says, to a place I recall. I was there so long ago. To a place I recall, I was there so long ago. That's what it feels like. Um, you know, when, when when massive amounts of, of affection return to my heart, it's like it's like uh, it's like going to a place I recall. To a place I recall. I was there so long ago. The sky was rose, the wine was red, and there you let me home. All right, so near 20, yeah. Okay. Got it. This is a great idea, folks, to use Colin as a uh, safety camp. This person, and why are they seemingly so far away from Slowly, there's a huge ditch. I'm pretty sure there's not a ditch. This, this might be it right here.
says writers be notified. Somebody told me that there's not a whole lot of Uber pickups around here, so... Yeah, yeah but they've been sending people from far distance to like... Yeah, come from Norfolk side, I don't yeah. know, Virginia I'm Beach always, I'm, I, My home base is in Virginia Beach. Yeah, see, but the lady so, told me that that's what she was doing. I was like, man, I said, oh, no, they always send it, like, far distance. But I'm, I'm fine with that. I like... I, I, yesterday, I was all around Ivar and Windsor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I saw because um, I had been a while ago to um, uh, man, what's that town that's right next to you? A friend of mine is from there. Anyway, Alawai County. Yeah, it's Alawai County yeah, is there, but but there was like a, another town. Yeah, Windsor. Yeah, there's a few of them over there. Anyway, I was I was glad to go out there. It was cool, little little small two lane highway. With trucks traveling through it. It's so far. It, it, it very is, though. But, and that's the thing, though. It, it, like, I know in the Isleway Park, yeah. it don't really got no lights on it. Yeah, there it was dark. 
It was just all dark road. It reminded me of in Virginia Beach. You ever been to um, Shore Drive? So Shore Drive for like six miles, there's no light because it's like. And I was about to say you wouldn't even think Virginia Beach got a countryside. But that's because this the Department of Defense and a bunch of military base, and then there's a, a whole campsite back there too. So there's like a whole camping. Yeah. But I know what it. I used to ride out there. Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't even think this how Virginia Beach can look. So every time someone say Virginia Beach, you think of the ocean. Right, right. So I'm like, okay. But no, I mean, basically all of Virginia is just a big giant forest that they just put cities in. If you think about it, like, because everywhere you go, everywhere I've been in Virginia is just forest, 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 and then they plopped a city in it. That's what it looks like to me. It's like they were just like, you know, we're going to, like, the colonizers came here and, like, we're going to figure this out. Because it's so much, like, you know, it's been here a long time. And for it to still have so much nature and forest, it never means that that's all it is. Because you go out to California, I mean, of course, it was a desert. So, but you go out to California and, and you can hardly find, yeah, you could hardly find a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of hiking and mountains and stuff like that. But it's mostly a lot of desert. And yeah, there are a lot of fires. At least once a year, there's, there's some major fires. When I first moved to California, the very first year I moved there in, the end of 2002, 2003, beginning of 2003, I saw a massive fire. You liked it out there, though? I loved it. I was there until uh, 2016. So I was there from 2002 to 2016, and then I moved to China for five years. Yeah. You liked it out there? I loved it. China's a great place for me. I felt like I was treated like a celebrity out there. I was like, it was great. I'm scared to go to places like that, like China and Mexico and stuff like that. If you're chill, China's not, so Mexico can be really dangerous, but China's not like that. China's, I mean, I, I used to ride my bicycle for eight hours and just get lost on purpose and end up in the countryside and like all the country people, sometimes they've never seen a brown skin person before, even though they're brown too. So. <laughs> and like, but you know, the features are different, right? And like, I remember I would just go out there with my wife and we would just, um, like, we would buy fruit and bananas from these little vendors that would just be parked up somewhere. And, like, we would just chill for a little while and then ride eight hours back. Because that's all we have. We have bicycles. And sometimes, you know, we weren't taking taxis or anything for a while. Like, I didn't do any of that stuff for a long time. Like, everywhere I went, I rode my bike. Very, very rarely did I. I only took the... Yeah. I knew the... I knew some of the towns and cities better than the locals. So that's what I was just all about. Same thing when I first got to Virginia Beach. I rode my bike for a whole year and a half out here. I just got this car in March. So this last month. So I know I know Virginia Beach like that's actually the best place to land to go for real. Yeah. And, they got everything down. And it's flat. Like in China it was hills. So it was hard right out there. I built up my leg strength and everything here is just straight. Yeah, I can see a lot of little TikToks trying to be hard a lot of sweet looking little places here. Little mountains and stuff like that. I'd be like, this stuff really in China? Yeah, China's very mountainous. It's Pacific Ocean on the other side of Pacific Ocean. Like California has a lot of mountains too. 
because they share the same ocean, all the mountain stuff, the volcanoes. Um, yeah, it's a cool place, man. Uh, I, I, every once in a while, I get flashbacks being here in Virginia because a lot of it's very similar. A lot of forests with cities in the middle of it. So, believe it, forest, and where I live was near the ocean too. So, it's forest, city, ocean. The only difference is China has mountains like in uh, California, and, and they don't have, and they don't have. I don't remember seeing very many deserts in China either. Although I know they're probably oh, I just never been to a desert place. I didn't go to Beijing. I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff. Like, I stayed away from those big cities like that. Like, I mean, I wasn't a what's called a first tier city, but I don't like places like Beijing. I, I passed through, but I just don't like, I don't really like places like that. Like the tourist spots, you know? Great Wall. Like, everybody wants to go there. Let's go see the Great Wall. Like, eventually, I'll probably go see it. But it's never been like something where I'm like, I gotta go see the Great Wall. Yeah, it was just like, I was so fascinated with everything else going on. There was so much cool stuff to do out there. They got like Oh, yeah, like the, the, a lot of, especially where I was in a place called Hangzhou, which is eastern China, and it's called a first tier city, which is basically means it's like a, a city that gets a lot of money and has a lot of so called foreigners. So there was Pizza Hut, McDonald's, Burger King, all that stuff was out there. Starbucks is really big out there. Um, but then they also had a lot of like local mom and pops, family owned, you know, businesses, street food, all that stuff. So. It's a good blend of everything. It's a good blend of everything. And you don't have to go far to end up in a rural place where it's all farming and rice paddies and all that. So you can see you could experience whatever you wanted to. Yeah, but I stayed away from Shanghai and Beijing as much as I possibly could. I mean, the cities I were in were already big enough, but I stayed at the coastal cities. Like I was in Hangzhou, a place called Shenzhen, Xiamen. Yeah. yeah. All first tier cities make a lot of money. You'd be surprised. You, you should go out there for like spend a good two weeks out there. And um, I'm eventually going to start doing uh, tourist trips out there where I show people around in China because it's um it's worth it. Yeah, I, I know my way around at least um, the city of Hangzhou. I can get around. I, I mean, I used to ride my bike from my house all the way to the main train station. And I know how to go from there to the airport. So, uh, a lot of the train signs are in English and Chinese, like all yeah, over. Say, yeah, do they got like English stuff Yeah, so underneath, like usually underneath the Chinese, you'll see a little bit of English under there. So big cities like that accommodate because there's a lot of English speaking people there. Plus they, the, most of the people that go there are out there teaching English. So, um, I mean, and I, I, that's actually how I learned a lot of Chinese too, is by seeing what the the signs said in Chinese, and then learning, looking at, because you would see something say Beijing, right? And then underneath it, 
you would have the English. So, and you can see each character is a different syllable by itself. So Beijing, all you have, you see with two, Beijing. So you could see which one made what sound. So it was pretty easy to learn how to read. I used to use the street signs. That's how I cheated learning how to read, which is using the street signs like that. A lot of people will be like, how do you learn so quickly? It's like, first of all, I listen and pay attention. And then just, you know, I'm just, I just focused on it, you know. To me, though, I don't know, people make a bigger deal out of it. It's not that difficult to learn if you really want to know. If you focus on survival, which is I had to buy food. So I had to learn how to count numbers. No, you actually, it was very inexpensive to live there. Like my rent was less than $500 every two months. And like, basically, for around maybe $500, all my bills were paid, like for the rent, the utilities, the internet, all that stuff was taken care of. And then I spent money on food and traveling. That's not So, yeah, it was like I was, I was making around $4,000, the equivalent of $4,000 USD per month and only having to spend like a thousand a month on everything. So I just used most of the money to travel and move around to different places. It was a good experience. I got to see a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, the, the the Chinese visa is about $140, and Americans, we can apply and get a 10-year visa, tourist visa. Mm-hmm. So that means that it's valid for 10 years, and you can go in and out of China as much as you want for a 10-year period, as long as you don't stay any longer than 60 days at a time. So a lot of people would do visa runs, meaning they would stay for like 50 days, then go to like Hong Kong or go to Macau or go to a small island in Taiwan and turn around and come back. Like maybe just right away, they would just get off the boat or the plane or the train and turn around and come right back. And that would reset. The thing that you're going to stay for six Yeah. I think I need to turn now. Oh no, we're good. Look at that. Just do a little zigzag. Just like.
where we at. We gotta turn up here? Good night, man. Take care of you. All right. All right. Now I'm going less than a mile to pick up Mr. Lloyd. And this really is just back to back out here. It's no joke. The knife goes in, cuts across my skin, where my death begins, and know that I would die for you. I die for you. I want to know that I would die for you. I die for you. Last beats in the soul.
Drivers have uh, cameras to keep for safety. So where are we going? It says it's 13, almost 14 miles away. Virginia Beach. Oh, good. Oh, that's where I work. So that's good. That's where I work security. I don't, what's the, what's the street you dropped me off on? Uh, I don't know. Um, let me check here. Uh, let me see. I think that's here. Yeah, Simihan Tree. That's where you One of my clients out. Yeah, Sydenham. Sydenham True. Yep. Okay. You know it's really oh kind of listen to rock music. Well, this I is uh I, love it. I think people of color invented rock music. Oh really? Yes, it comes from uh, jazz and blues and, and funk. Yeah. Um, but this is actually called new metal, which is a form of extreme metal. Mm -hmm. so. But yeah, I mean, most of the metal out there, believe it or not, comes from the black culture. But a lot of people don't know that just because, you know, there's so much separation. People claim this or that, like hip hop is for black people, rock right. is for white, you know. So, and it's great to have um, a white boy came and said hip hop straight killed him. True, I mean, but then again, he was also backed by Dr. Dre, was making his beats, yeah. But you know, his, his, his verbiage is oh, awesome. yeah, he's I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Eminem, he's definitely a lyricist. The guy, you know, they they they, they found the right one, yeah, they did. 
But um, I myself, I'm very eclectic. I mean, I listen to It's good. I'm for sure. Originally from New York City. Oh, okay. What made you come here? Uh, a little bit of tragedy. A little bit of uh, you know, curiosity. Okay. Oh yeah. Maybe you should. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I got you. I'm running my mouth. Okay. Oh no, I'm fine. I talk about everything all the time. I'm a big, I have a big mouth. Maybe I talk too much. <laughs> the person that I loved most in the world was killed when she was visiting New York. Her family in New York. She's my wife. My wife, she was my best friend. She was my business partner, my travel companion, my teddy bear. But everything happens uh, for strange reasons. You know, they say God uh, laughs when you make plans, but. I don't like God's sense of humor. That's what I always say about it. But uh, the only choices I had from that is just to become stronger or, you know, get up or or give up. And I decided just to keep on moving up. There's nothing else I can do. Or at least for me. Other people can do whatever they want to. A lot of people in this day and age seem to let tragedy or some type of misfortune is done to them. Well, it's an excuse. Yeah. It's a- yeah, this way they can be up to left. Well, I mean, we can we can use all kinds of excuses to to make things happen. Absolutely. You know, and so I would ra- I rather use um, anything that happens as an, as an excuse to improve. So it doesn't matter what it is. You know, you can use anything as an excuse to improve or be worse. Yeah. So if you if you wanted some more air, because I know you want to turn this up um, and open the sunroof. take a little break after you and go check in on my job. I was supposed to start working at uh, 9 o'clock, but it's really slow on the weekdays. 
Last night I got there at 10.30, they didn't even notice. <laughs> what a club. Yeah, it's called Central 111. Central 111. 111, Central 111. Oh. And that's a baby. Yep. I was there seven days a week for four months straight, but um, I started a month ago taking Wednesdays off, so now six days a week. And starting next week, I'm going to be taking Tuesday and Wednesday off, so I'll have like a sort of like a normal person's um, sketch. Never a dull moment in that place, that's for sure. I mean, but like, it's starting to get kind of crazy. That's why I'm glad I'm also taking more days off because, like, like already two days in a row. Like, on anyway, it's just people been like out there just talking crazy. Like, I'm gonna kill everybody here, and all the security, I'm gonna kill everybody. I'm like, and then some dude last night was like. That's how people get killed and all that. I'm just like, yo, what, what's going on here? Like, everybody was talking about killing somebody. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people talk. You know, I thought it was a lot of time. Yeah. Always. I've been doing it since 1999, so. How are you? You didn't see the gray whiskers? I think I know people in it. And it's with gray whiskers. That's true. I mean, I get that. I just, I just uh, don't have a lot of stress. I sleep really well, even though I don't sleep a lot. And uh, I eat very well. I don't eat a lot of sugary stuff. I mean, well, our, I don't eat a whole lot of overly processed or, or like badly processed food. Like, like for real, most of my diet is trail mix and chicken. Like that's it. Like and and fresh fruits and vegetables. I have smoothies every once in a while and stuff like that. But it's just what my body wants. Like if I start deviating from that, yeah. I don't, I don't drink alcohol either. Um, every once in a while I'll smoke something, but not too much, you know. I mean, I, I still have like a whole, um, like, blunt roach in, in, in a container that I have, you know, that I take a puff off of every once in a while. I just, it's just not for me, you know. Right. Well, you're very attractive before that. Well, thank you. I think uh, my girlfriend thinks so, too, hopefully. <laughs> where, where are you from? I'm from Portsmouth. You're from Portsmouth? Uh, what are you? Uh, <laughs> you said Portsmouth. 
Well, a lot of people tend to stay in the uh, same towns that they um, that they were born in and raised in. That's good. I do too. That's why I like Uber. Yesterday I was in Ivar in Windsor. I took somebody out to Williamsburg and then out to Newport News, so I get around a little bit. As a matter of fact, wherever I go, I try to find a bookstore, usually Barnes & Nobles because they're one of the only big ones left. So I've been to, there's two of them very close by each other in Virginia Beach, so that's kind of boring. But then there's uh, one in Hampton that I go to, and I just found, rediscovered the one in um, uh, Newport News yesterday. So I hung out there for a few hours. So you've been at it. I uh, know Virginia Beach. A, a designer. Yes. I like her work. I was very impressed with it the first time I saw it. But I like the way that she designs her life in general. That's awesome. I've never heard that type of word. Like this, awesome. She, um, she's a, an amazing mother. I just like the vibe and the energy that I get. Or when she's dealing with her children. 
and um, she just spends a lot of focus and time on them. And she should. Well, yeah. I mean, should, but a lot of people don't, right? Definitely. Definitely. Sure, it's fun. You gotta have that. You know, you still want to have fun. You don't want to give up your life so that later on you're not resenting it. But it's, it's a balance. Yes. And I don't have kids, so I don't. You know, but I think, but I've been around them enough, and I've been teaching kids and mentoring them, and you know, babysitting ever since I was I can remember. So I mean, I just think that balance and common sense. You know, <laughs> I've never heard no one put it so plainly. Kids are, are, are people that are sponges, right? They learn everything from you. They, they learn everything they see. So it's best to just um, always be an example of the behavior you want them to have and the things you want them to say. And then just treat them with kindness as much as possible because they're going to learn from you everything. And it doesn't matter if you their parent or not. Whoever is the principal guardian or person around them is like the parent. They're going to learn from that person. But I don't know. I was always a different cat. I mean, I used to, ever since I was a little kid, I would just be running away from home and the police would find me a few hours later or like a couple of days later and I'd be out in the, the, the streets in New York with all the drug addicts and everybody else out there and nobody would bother me for some reason. Like I would just be running around just looking at people do whatever they were doing, you know, and then... That was what? Did you go out and Not really. I wasn't really. I just left all the time. I just was in my own space. I just thought everybody else was ridiculous. And I didn't want to be around them, so I just left. I didn't really. Ca- I didn't cause any trouble for anybody, except for they would worry about me and wonder where I was. There's always been a wanderer. A loner and a wanderer. I le- like, I love people and interact with them, but I also need space and distance from them. I can relate because even though I do love and feel a little You need your space to be alone.
you mean in your life in general? I think that I, I, I've tended to master my own level of comfortability and I'm pretty calm, so I think that makes a lot of people comfortable. But you know, it makes the wrong people or the uncomfortable. You know, the other day I was at Wawa and this dude tried to shoulder check me and I moved out of the way so he didn't hit me. But I was looking at him like, okay, that was weird. And then I ordered some food and they made my two wraps and I got a couple of energy drinks. And as I walked over to the um, to the to the counter to buy it, he was standing. He's like, he's like, what you looking at, man? He's like, why are you looking at me? Like, dude, you got some kind of problem? I'm like, <laughs> I'm just thinking, okay, this dude is looking for trouble. But I didn't say a single word. I just kept my hands folded in front of me and just took some big deep breaths in and just watched him. And eventually, he he just started back backing out like saying you know uh you, you were geometry i don't want no smoke I didn't, and i did not say a single word i didn't advance towards him i didn't say nothing i didn't make any gestures i just put my food on the counter and just waited with my hands in front of me and just breathed and just looked in his direction like okay make a move like i talk a lot but when it comes to situations like that there's nothing to talk about it's either we're going to do something or not Like, because your voice is so calming, I couldn't, I couldn't see you being an aggressive violence. What's called killing the soft. You know, the, you know in, in the world of assassins, I mean, do they make a lot of noise? You know, if you're a real killer, and I'm not saying that I am, but if you are, you don't make a lot of noise about it. You do what you got to do, and that's it. You know, it's it, all that noise just attracts attention to you. So, we're about three minutes out.
See how far away from uh, how far away from Central I am. That changes anything. 19 minutes, so it doesn't look like it did. So avoid highways. Same thing. Alright. It's going to take me 19 minutes to go 10 miles. Oh boy. Let's do it. 
All right. Well, that is the end of this Uber trip. But I'm just going to go the next 15 minutes or so or 19 minutes to Central 111 driving camera. Almost three hours online with this. It's not bad. I got a bunch of money in my account. Pretty happy about that. I'm going to have uh, you're the best. You're so awesome, Marley. You know how awesome you are. Spectacular things, simple but profound. It's a good team, so appreciate you. Oh, this is in Haven Park, huh. Virginia Beach Boulevard. That's you know, damn. Uh, GPS for that. Opportunity to dig into who's on. I mentioned at the beginning, I don't know if you heard, but I was saying that, you know, fuckery. All the time that other people were getting married. Fuckery. Because I was like, um, they said, you, you gotta look at the analytics, and I'm like, no, I don't want her. And then they're like, but you got it, so you can understand the stuff. So I decided to, and then my, my ego. Dave, wait. Um, the time my car started to miss, so we go work with my car. You can tell you by station. We ain't got to break up those bandies. Does that look like? Well, you are an image of God. God is. We saw some out of the.
to get into the world that I know of that's good. Shout out to the listeners. Speed limit is 45. 
your ass targeting the kids. Leave the kids alone. If they mama and daddy ain't said that, why the fuck y'all sit y'all miserable ass on social media all day to down somebody else's kids or children? I'm talking about it every day, all day. Social media have some of y'all in a frenzy to where your brain is fried. It's getting fucking ridiculous out here. That's the biggest thing that's going on that I feel is the biggest controversy that is going on in the world today. People that cannot accept other people for whom they are, for whom they is, and what they are. People don't want to accept it. It's getting pathetic. It's getting ridiculous. You wondering why men running around here, you're talking about the DL, you're wondering why. Because he cannot be honest. Even if a man comes to you and say that he likes you, it is okay to ask that man questions before he even can want to tell you himself. Do y'all women think about that? You don't think about asking, asking that man questions? Sometimes you can have this feeling, this gut feeling. A woman is a woman's intuition is real. And that's where people don't understand also. Men understand that too. A woman's intuition is real. When they get that gut feeling, they know. Trust me. That gut feeling tells you every time that's God talking to them. So you can't hide it. Women start giving men the outlet to trust you. Some of y'all just, some men feel like they can't trust nobody nobody who they goddamn talk to. It could be their own girlfriend. They want to go to their wife and say, baby, I want to do this. You know, this is one of my fantasies. I want to do this. And the wife's looking like, (laughs) looking crazy. They were looking at him like, oh, bitch, I know you fucking lying. <laughs> but it is okay to sit down with your man or your husband and say, baby, I don't think that I can do something like that. But I respect you for what you like and what you want. <laughs> it is okay. It is okay. You don't have to yell, okay? Women, you know what we know to yell. Oh, hell no. He got me fucked up. It it, it just don't take for all this. Because you know what I noticed? Sometimes, you know, women, you know, we just always think that. No, not think. I'm going to say sometimes we just, we don't get a men opportunity. This is a little bit off topic, but we don't give men the opportunity to express themselves sometimes. A man could be hurting and smiling through all the hurt. You won't even take the time to sit down and ask that man, what's wrong with you? How can I help you today? How can we fix this? Got some. You know, you don't need to take the time to do that. Some mama coffee. There is, I believe there is some men out here who are hurt. 
energy drinks. And a lot of women say, oh, what, what her number am I here to my sub? That's one of the things that keep going around I'm that I keep all that. Oh, I keep hearing. Okay. Throw away some of oh, the they trash. sometimes say that, you know, they never had nobody. You know what? Sometimes, bitch, you is right. So guess what? You be the person that they have. How about that? <laughs> you love on him like he's supposed to be loved on. Try to accept. No, not ain't no try, bitch. Accept him. From whom he really, you know, whatever he wants to be or who he is. Accept him. It's time to accept people for who they is. Whether you're gay, you're straight, you're lesbian, you're bisexual, you're trans. It don't goddamn matter. You're queer. You, it don't matter what you is. Pansexual. You love poly. Polygamy. Polygamy. But it's on that shit. That, that, that. I, don't, I don't like that. I would never do poly. I am for no Lord, I cannot say. But listen, I'm being honest. But I still respect people that loves it for themselves. I would never walk up to a poly club and say, Ugh, I don't see how you could do that. I would never do that. Uh, uh, I don't see how they could do that. I would never do that. It's not in my spirit and it's not in my blood to hate what somebody else loves. <laughs> I accept everybody for what they want or the things they want to do. I don't give a damn. Now, I'm going to set boundaries for myself, and I'm going to cross that line right then and there, and I'm going to be like, no, nah, don't overstep my boundaries. Or don't try me on no lame shit. You understand me? But I will always accept people for who they is. I was raised not to be a judgmental person. Like I said at the beginning when I got on here, I was raised not to be a judgmental person. I was. Even if people judge me, I was raised to smile. <sighs> Motherfucker gonna judge you if you're doing good, if you're doing bad. They don't give damn. They gonna talk about you if you're doing good, if you're doing bad. If you look good, if you look fucked up, walking out the door. They gonna talk about you. One minute you look like you're going to a goddamn slumber party. This minute. I just don't know if you hear it. Oh, it's uh, meant to like give somebody else a kick in their ass. Alright, so I feel like having a lot of ideas and having the whole the universe and its emerging intelligence. Your outer purpose can change over time. It varies greatly from person to person. Finding and living in alignment with the inner purpose is a foundation for fulfilling your outer purpose. It is the basis for true success. Without that alignment, you can still achieve certain things through effort, struggle, determination, and sheer hard work or cunning. But there is no joy in such endeavor, sure and it that? invariably ends in some form of suffering. Awakening. Awakening is a shift in consciousness in which thinking and awareness separate. For most people, it is not an event, but process they undergo. Even those rare beings who experience a sudden, dramatic, and seemingly 
personal awakening will still go through a process in which the new state of consciousness gradually flows into and transforms everything they do and so becomes right. integrated into their lives. Instead of being lost Alex in your thinking, when you are awake, you recognize yourself as the awareness behind it. Thinking that ceases to be self-serving, autonomous activity that takes possession of you and runs your life. Awareness takes over from thinking. Instead of being in charge of your life, thinking becomes a servant of awareness. Awareness is conscious connection with universal intelligence. Another word for it is presence, consciousness without thought. The initiation of the awakening process is an act of grace. You cannot make it happen, nor can you prepare yourself for it or accumulate credits toward it. There isn't a tidy sequence of logical steps that leads toward it, although the mind would love that. You don't have to become worthy first. It may come to to the center before it comes to the saint, but not necessarily. That's why Jesus associated with all kinds of people, not just respectable ones. There is nothing you can do about awakening. Whatever you will, be the ego trying to add awakening or enlightenment to itself as its most most prized possession, and thereby making it more important. Instead of awakening, you can add the concept of awakening or the mental image of what an awakened or enlightened person is like, and then try to live up to that image. Living up to an image that you have of yourself or that other people have of you is inauthentic living, another unconscious role the ego plays. So if there is nothing you can do about awakening, if it has either already happened or not yet happened, how can it be the primary purpose of your life? Does not purpose imply that you can do something about it? Only the first awakening, the first glimpse of consciousness without thought, happens by grace, without well, any are, doing folks. on your part. If you find this book incomprehensible or meaningless, it has not yet happened to you. If something within you responds to it, however, if you somehow recognize the truth in it, it means the process of awakening has begun. Once it has done so, it cannot be reversed, although it can be delayed by the ego. For some people, the reading of this book will initiate the awakening process. For others, the function of this book is to help them recognize that they have already begun to awaken and to intensify and accelerate the process. Another function of this book is to help people recognize the ego within them whenever it tries to regain control and observe the awaring, arising awareness. For some, the awakening happens as they suddenly become aware of the kinds of thoughts they habitually think especially persistent negative thoughts that they may have been identified with all their lives. Suddenly, there's an awareness that is aware of the thought, but is not part of it. 
What is the relationship between awareness and thinking? Awareness is a space in which thoughts exist when that space has become conscious of itself. Once you had a glimpse of awareness or presence, you know it first time. What the hell is going on? It is no longer just a concept in your mind. You can then make a conscious choice to be present rather than to indulge in useless thinking. You can invite presence into your life, that is to say, make space. With the grace of awakening comes responsibility. You can either try to go on as if nothing has happened, or you can see its significance and recognize the arising of awareness as the most important thing that can happen to you. Opening yourself to the emerging consciousness and bringing its light into this world then becomes the primary purpose of your life. I want to know the mind of God, Einstein said. The rest are details. What is the mind of God? Consciousness. What does it mean to know the mind of God? To be aware. What are the details? Your outer purpose and whatever happens outwardly. So while you are perhaps still waiting for something significant to happen in your life, you may not realize that the most significant thing that can happen to a human being has already happened within you. The beginning of separation, the beginning of the separation process of thinking and awareness. Many people who are going through the early stages of the awakening process are no longer certain what their outer purpose is. What drives the world no longer drives them. Seeing the madness of our civilization so clearly, they may feel somewhat alienated from the culture around them. Some feel that they inhabit a no-man's land between two worlds. They are no longer run by the ego, yet the arising awareness has not yet become fully integrated into their lives. Inner and outer purpose have not merged. A Dialogue on Inner Purpose The following dialogue condenses numerous conversations I've had with people who are looking for their true life purpose. Something is true when it resonates with and expresses your innermost being, when it is in alignment with your inner purpose. This is why I am directing their attention to their inner and primary purpose first. I don't know exactly what it All is, right. but I want some change in my life. Checked in to I Central 111. All is good. something meaningful. Um, and yes, I want prosperity and, and so that comes with it. I want to do something significant. I am just going to do some world reading club. I want, I would have to say that I don't yeah. know. Can you help so. me find my life purpose? Mm. Your purpose you. is to sit here and talk to me because that's where you are and that's what you're doing.